0: Lisa likes the window seat at night, the lights below that tell her she's nearly home. Then there's the lights she can't see, the runway lights we power to bring her plane safely into land. And because at Energia we also power all of Ireland's street lights, Lisa's taxi home is that bit safer too. And no prizes for guessing who powers her house. Welcome home, Lisa. Energia, the power behind your power. Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Pink Lemonade a Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. Joining me as always this morning is Mr. Dale Demont. What's up, Dale?
1: Yep, uh, to everybody waiting for our podcast on Thursdays. Um, sorry, it is it is a little late, but we're getting it to you, so that's a good thing. We are the Pink Lemonade of Fantasy Football podcast. Because we're the exact same thing as regular lemonade, it's just the pink is just for show. It doesn't make a difference. It looks, it tastes the exact same as lemonade. Just uh I, actually, I don't even get the pink lemonade part. Is it just for kids? It if you're an adult, you're not ordering pink lemonade, are you?
0: Uh, what? It does not taste the same. That's one. Pink, pink lemonade is the exact same, bro. It is not. High the high C lemonade thing, the pink lemonade. You get it like yes. KFC, exact
1: same as regular lemonade.
0: It's in your head, man. Okay. Second of all, like strawberry lemonade, and yes. like those are like like way better than regular lemonade. Oh yeah, right?
1: yeah, yeah. No, for sure, for sure.
0: Strawberry lemonade, yes. But pink, pink lemonade, lemonade is, is
1: just regular lemonade, but for kids.
0: Is actually so it's like a little bit more, isn't it? Like a little bit more uh, tart and sour. I don't think so.
1: I don't I think, think it's so. worse. If you're over, if you're hours. over 11 years old, you need to be drinking regular lemonade. If the restaurant only has pink
0: lemonade, you're better off just order. Why are you else. condescending about everything we talk about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. If you, I think, if I just you toast your, toast
0: your bread in this way, it's wrong. If you pour your, okay, for it is wrong. But uh, <laughs> if you pour your milk before your cereal, you might be a cereal killer. That pun, yeah. pun intended.
1: All right. Uh, today, guys. Please find we- a different job. <laughs> today, guys, we are talking about uh, some targets. Really, uh, a lot of our conversation is going to deal with some uh, running back issues, maybe comparing some running backs, carries and touches for not only last week, but we're going to talk about some uh for the um for the entire season. By the way, Christian, hold on. Breaking news here. Uh Mike Williams of the San Diego or of the Los Angeles Chargers is expected to play this week. Very, very sneaky. I'm not sure what kind of impact he's gonna have this week, but uh man, I like Mike Williams a lot. I think he can really turn this offense around. I, he can really help uh Phillip Rivers here. Okay. Okay.
0: I think it's too early.
1: Perhaps. Perhaps. It's too Uh, early. Can I get that job
0: for myself? What? The news. I'll just forget (laughs) it. Move on. Ah, okay. Uh, Willie Sneed says that the Saints are slowly working him back from his injury. Nice. Not nice. Uh, It's bad. If you're a Willie Sneed owner. Yeah. Well, I told you not to own Willie Sneed, didn't I? Fair enough. His season is quite a mess right now. It is.
1: And uh, I told you. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Before we get started, guys, I really want to, there's three things I want to talk about, and then we'll get right into the fantasy. Uh, One, don't forget hashtag five-minute member. Uh, If you see us tweet anything within five minutes, if you respond, we're compiling a list of all these people that are doing this, that are, hitting us back within five minutes, replying us to us on Twitter with a hashtag five-minute member, and you're going to be put in a pool to win a T-shirt. So, And you could be entered as many times as you want, so the more times you do it, the better chance you have. I'm not sure if we're going to do it every week, once every couple weeks. We do have some shirts remaining, so maybe every week until then, I don't know. But five-minute member, if you really want to make sure that you get to that, make sure you turn on your notifications on Twitter. It's pretty easy to do. Um, I think there's a little drop-down that just says turn on notifications for Easley Fantasy. And bam, uh, you can bam, bam, uh, two more Shirting things because I said three things. So one, one other thing, the Amazon stuff, if you guys are going to buy anything off Amazon, make sure you go to our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. There's a little, little link for Amazon. Mm-hmm. Click that. It goes to Amazon like normal and you can order whatever you want and then it just helps out the podcast. We'll use it to, you know, the, it's a very small commission that we get based off of your order. But we'll use it to help out the podcast, maybe get some different equipment or whatnot. So, The last thing is decals. If you guys want a free decal, I am shipping them off very soon. I owe a ton of people decals. The list is building, and I have way too much work to do. Um, But I do have the decals. That's the decals right there. No, that's Uh, the secret sound of the day. (laughs) Hold on. Let's take caller
0: number one. (laughs) No, we're (laughs) not doing that again. (laughs) Damn it. I wanted to do it the other way around today. (laughs) <laughs> all
1: right. Um, so, yeah, th- that's the three things I want to talk about today.
0: <laughs> do you want to do, do, do that on the live show tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. Let's See do if people <laughs> listen and try to have them guess what the secret sound is. Oh, yeah, is. that's good. We're going to have a secret <laughs> sound. Uh,
1: live show, by the way, tomorrow, 730 Eastern Time. Uh, we will post it on all social media, the phone number to call in and how to listen live. PM. And we'll also post it on our website later today. On I will Thursday, not be
0: so. doing a show at 730 in the morning.
1: No, seven thirty PM Eastern Standard Time. Christian,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, let's start with the news.
0: All right, I really hate that drop. <laughs> first, first piece of news: Tyler Eifert to undergo season-ending back surgery. Yep. So, uh, I mean, Tyler Eifert has been hurt.
1: Several, I mean, multiple times in his career already. Right. And that's why his draft stock was low to begin with. Because mm-hmm. we're not sure ever if he's healthy or not. It sucks yep. for him.
0: Yep. Next piece of news. Devin Funchess is expected to play tonight. I know yeah. he was uh, limited this week. Uh, missed practice on Tuesday. Uh, but he's going to play tonight, Thursday Night Football. So. Yeah. Bunches
1: is the target leader on the uh, Panthers right now. I prefer him over any other pass catcher on the Carolina Panthers.
0: By the way, going back to the Eifert news, Croft has filled in pretty admirably. I think he's a, probably a top twelve tight end rest of season.
1: Uh, very well could be. Good take.
0: You're just gonna do this stupid ass drop for every piece of news? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Travis Kelsey owners, myself included, be ready for the potential of he might not play this Sunday. He's still in the concussion protocol, missed practice again on Wednesday. He's going to probably be a true, questionable toss-up in the air for week six. Um, stay tuned, because if he doesn't practice Thursday or Friday, he's not cleared by then, you're likely going to have to find another option. Yep. Deontay Thompson was released by the Bears. That's your boy, isn't it? Yep. Do you have the loser (laughs) game show sound? Nope, stop it.
1: (laughs) I just want to move on. (laughs) Dude, I am so disappointed. Uh, Just a couple weeks ago, he led the team in targets uh, for a game, at least. Um, He has the skills. He's fast. I mean, I don't get it. I don't know if the Bears know what they're doing.
0: I mean, that I have one more piece of news, and it's not really important. It's just that uh, Stefan Diggs also missed practice on Wednesday. Okay. Uh,
1: by the way, we get all our news from PlayerLine. If you guys aren't familiar with that app, get familiar with it. Uh, basically, it aggregates all the news from all different sources and puts it all in one app. It's pretty cool, and you get notifications and stuff. So if you want to stay up to date, um, mm-hmm. it's it's a good way to do it. I like it a lot. Yes, sir. Uh, Oh, before we do want to move on, I want to do something cuz I'm pretty humble. I don't I don't suck on my own dick very often. Sure. Sure, of course not. But um I just suck on my dick. Suck on my own dick, man. Hey. I suck on my own You're going to play so,
0: the... What, how long are you
1: going to play this job for? Jesus Christ. Well, I do not I don't want to cheat people and just play some of it. Uh so we are expert rankers on Fantasy Pros. Oh god. Christian is um published expert ranker uh from his good performance last year uh so kudos to him but this week just to let you know your boy mr uh mr for sure dale demont was number 12 among all rankers on fantasy pros last week ranking so i'm on it say wow or something huh
0: should i say wow
1: yeah you should say hey good good job dale Good job, dude. Rep- representing ESF well.
0: Can I get the news drop one more time? Breaking news: Dale is still sucking on his own penis. <laughs> All right, let's get right into some of the um, some of the targets,
1: some of the stuff, some of the just quick notes I pulled out. I'm not sure if this is going to be a quick episode or not. Sometimes I outline this stuff, and I think it's going to be a 20 minute episode. It ends up being an hour. So um, we're gonna try to give you some of the relevant targets and uh, carries and touches, whatever you want to call it. But um, we're I'm gonna just go past guys like Melvin Gordon and you know Le'Veon Bell. We know about those. I I pull out some stuff that I thought was interesting. Okay. Starting off, and this is in really no particular order here, uh, but starting off, Andre Ellington. He surprisingly oh, leads all running backs with 40 targets this year. Is that surprising to you? And that's kind of it kind of sneaky a little bit, isn't it?
0: Uh when you have fourteen and ten over the last two weeks, um, you know, that'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. He had
1: actually uh shared the same amount of targets as uh Fitzpatrick.
0: Larry Fitzpatrick. So Fitzgerald? Fitz Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: what did I say Fitzgerald? Larry Fitzpatrick. That's <laughs> horrible. That's
0: Ryan's long lost cousin. <laughs> Oh my god. That Just is horrible. Quickly see if I can Google Larry Fitzpatrick. Larry Fitzpatrick. <laughs> see if that's a person that exists. Of course. Larry Fitzpatrick is a former NFL defensive lineman. See, that's
1: who I was thinking about.
0: Played two seasons. Yeah. Nope. Um not NFL. Canadian football. I yeah, mean.
1: yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. That's exactly what I
0: was thinking. I pay I yeah. watch a lot of Canadian football. Yeah, he uh played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yep. Go go Tiger Cats. Woo!
1: <laughs> All right. Uh next up, uh I want to talk about a little bit Buck Allen, Javorius Allen. Why we can't figure out what to call him. it's just so much easier to call him Buck Allen, but everybody else calls him Javorius Allen and sometimes it's bu- his <laughs> nickname is Buck.
0: You're just saying that because you have issues saying Javorius.
1: <laughs> uh, he had 21 carries last week, led the team. Alex Collins had 12 carries. We thought it would be a little more of a share than that, but it wasn't. Buck Allen is the running back to own here with or
0: without Terrence West, right? Uh, He's the, bu- the running back to own, and I-, I said this, but not because he's always going to lead the backfield in carries. He's always going to lead the backfield in catches. Until Danny Woodhead maybe comes back. Right. Which keep an eye out for that. But not like I believe in Woodhead. But he, no. he, might, he might come back. If he comes the back,
1: season. say, what happens if he comes back week 12, just in time for the fantasy playoffs?
0: It just messes up the rest of the backfield. <laughs> that backfield is annoying as it is, and it's always going to be annoying because that's just how they do it. If they had no one else, they would sign three guys and just distribute the work between them. Like, that's just how they do that backfield. Right. Uh, they could have fucking Adrian Peterson in their prime and they would still give him 40% of the workload. Right. Like That's just how they do their work there. So yeah. even if Woodhead comes back, not really something that's interesting to me, um, just Javoris Allen for the time being, since he's getting both some carries and all the passing work, um, not all the passing work, but most of the passing work, um, is the the one interesting guy there for me. Right.
1: Okay. Uh, next thing, it's not very surprising, but I thought it'd, it's at least worth mentioning, uh, especially with Charles Clay out of the uh, Buffalo right now. Lashawn McCoy leads all Bills players in targets and touches. Obviously, touches is no no brainer, but he leads all Bills and targets as well. That is interesting. That's very interesting. It's cr- it's a little crazy, and it it just shows. I mean, Lashawn McCoy is the I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he's the only offensive player besides Tyrod Taylor in deep two quarterback leagues that you want to own. I mean, even Jordan Matthews seemed okay. Right. But now he's banged up. We don't know what the status, when he's going to get back and if he's healthy. But LaShawn McCoy is going to get his every single game.
0: Yep. All right. A lot of work. You just hope he doesn't break down. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Stewart. He had 18 carries
1: last week. He definitely is the running back in Carolina. But Christian McCaffrey is second among all running backs and targets. And we already said it Andre Ellington was first. McCaffrey is second. He's getting over seven targets a game. Uh, Jonathan Stewart did have 18 carries, but only 21 yards last week on those 18 carries. So it wasn't very productive. But I expect that number to stay around 15 carries. 15 to eighteen is probably where he's
0: gonna be do you agree yeah fair enough uh eighteen on the high end uh, probably i'd say fourteen sixteen okay yeah All right. fair enough so yeah still plenty of work for i think for both um you wish it would be more if you were a McCaffrey owner you're happy with the with his production with his work i mean in p p r but would hope that he would be a little bit more productive and maybe get some more carries but seems like they're going to give a lot of that work to jay stew yep uh next up is jordan howard i hate that you wrote jay stew on this uh on this show doc that we have because then i said jay stew out loud and i sound like a total douchebag because (laughs) i said jay stew instead of jonathan stewart uh jay howe for (laughs) (laughs) jay how and then uh then we'll talk about jay mix (laughs)
1: there you go uh so jay how had 19 carries last week really no love for tariq cohen here in the last couple weeks cohen hasn't really been much it looks like they're one more confident with jordan howard they know that they know what they have there with jordan howard and they're going to use him he just had a slow start it seems like he's going to be a solid at least rb2 for the rest of the year do you agree
0: Uh, Yeah, you know what? I'm starting to think more and more that the love for Cohen in early season was based off of just a combination of two things here, that he was very productive in the past game in week one and that Howard was banged up in week two. And that's the only reason Cohen was even really involved much. So, man, uh, I think I'm going back to liking Jordan Howard a lot for the rest of the season. Yeah, me
1: too. And I had a predicament this week. I had to trade away Jordan Howard, because I was kind of stacked on running back, and I really needed a quarterback, so I traded Jordan Howard for Russell Wilson, and as soon as I did, I was like, man, I still believe in Jordan Howard, though, but yeah, uh, just team needs. Well, we'll get into trading and stuff, maybe. Uh,
0: was maybe that a two-quarterback league? F- yes. Okay. Super yeah, flex so. league? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, okay. Not horrible. Not, not terrible.
1: But I do still believe in Jordan Howard. It made me uncomfortable. Uh, Jay Mix, he led the Jay Bengals Mix. with 15 carries. Hill okay. uh, wasn't really still a factor. Not, he only played still eleven not good snaps. With those carries.
0: I'm sorry. Still not good with them.
1: No, but he, he he's getting the work, and he's going to continue to get the work. Hill only played eleven snaps, and Giov- Giovanni Bernard is boomer bust. He did play twenty one snaps, but Mixon was the leader on the on the Bengals. Right. So, I'm not uh, sure how
0: much that means at all this year
1: no but if you're gonna roster any of them it's gonna be Mixon. Okay. i'll play Mixon on a good matchup he's rb he's flex worthy most weeks rb2 and good matchups
0: okay fair enough all right uh
1: isaiah crowell christian we we're talking about him a little bit off air before uh earlier today but he had 16 carries duke johnson is slowly like this hype train it's gaining a ton of momentum here duke johnson had 83 yards on just nine touches
0: just and uh speak thinking out loud you got to add a train drop uh okay we will add that no i'm just saying not not in this show i mean for the fe- for future reference
1: yeah,
0: no that, like, like a some. drop not you we no no that was a record. drop that was you. professional that wasn't me we just record you and then use that as the drop. And then people will not know if it's you doing it live or an actual drop.
1: Here, here let me, let me push the button here.
0: Thank you for that deal. Um, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. And Duke Johnson
1: is seventh in the league among running backs, averaging uh, six, a little over six targets per game.
0: I'll say this um, <laughs> for as much as I believed in Duke, Um, Crowell's not going away and Duke's not going to continue to score every week. He's actually a guy that I'm not very comfortable starting with. And I see people just plugging him in like it's all good into their lineup. Um, I'm playing Duke Johnson this week and I'm pretty happy about that. Duke's going against Houston. And I think that's a mistake. Like if you're going to start Duke Johnson this week, if it's a non PPR, like you're in a standard league, I think that's a mistake. And I'm the biggest Duke Johnson proponent, probably in in fantasy football. Um, I said that he's probably going to catch more passes this year than he ever has, and he, you know, he's been a fifty fifty five catch guy. Um, but I don't like him this week, and I think you should be worried about him moving forward because he's not typically this touchdown guy that he's been the last three weeks. Yep. Uh, are you you're benching Crowell until he does something, right? Yeah. He's worth he a every. He had every opportunity to do something last week and didn't really show me enough to, to make me feel like I can trust him at all. Yep, he'll
1: probably blow up on my bench, but that's fine. And I'll say this again, just because we don't talk about the Browns very often, do not believe that the Browns have a good run defense. Play Lamar Miller with confidence this week.
0: Okay, they've done good um, against
1: running backs this this year so far, but don't believe in them. I just had to throw that in.
0: Um, matchup adjusted. Um, they are 13th in the NFL. So right in the middle of the pack, um, but they're still, they're, t- they're top, good. they're top half. Um, but yeah, they're, it's not a, it's not a great matchup. It's not a terrible matchup.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the lions backfield. Abdullah had 10 carries which sucks but don't forget he only had 3 in the second half of last game. So, he was on pace for, you know, maybe 15 carries for the game before the second half. I I still like Abdullah and I am starting him. Uh I think I don't think that these last couple games that where he's done fairly well um is a fluke. I still like Abdullah okay. and I'm starting him if I can.
0: Okay.
1: Flexworthy for sure if he's your third running back you're starting him. And I also want to mention really quick about the wide receivers Marvin Jones and Golden Tate split 8 carries apiece last week. Any uh are you liking Marvin Jones at all anymore?
0: Um not really. I I know he was productive a little bit to start the season. I I can't I can't buy him just yet. That offense is pretty inconsistent right now. Even though they they seem like they want to keep chucking the ball a ton, I feel like I can't trust it, man. Yeah. You really you can't you can't expect a good week from from anybody. Golden Tate will get his most weeks in PPR, but um 8 targets was the season high for Jones. He started the season with those, you know, a, a touchdown in each of the first two games he's playing pretty much all the snaps which is the one good thing that you can say. Yeah, he's out there all the time which is half the battle with getting getting tired. He's missing out there. you know two or three snaps a game. That's it. Uh snap percentage uh throughout the season 95 90 97 91 95 94 is his average for the season. Um that's that's great. But you'd like to see more than these reception numbers for the first four games, 2-1-3-2. Only versus Carolina with those six catches did you finally see something that's maybe, you know, something. But you got New Orleans this week. Maybe you trust him against New Orleans. But after that, you got a bye week. So (laughs) um, he's a guy that maybe you have for a week. And uh, I'm not sure you're super happy with him and... um, you know he's gonna have a couple good games I think from here on out rest of the season, uh, maybe New Orleans is one of them. But you know I don't think there's enough volume there to to be happy with it. Yeah. Uh, as far as Abdullah, I know a lot of people uh, talk about Amir
1: Abdullah and uh, his inefficiency in the red zone, but it's actually not too bad. I mean he's gotten over sixty five percent of his team's carries inside the five yard line and uh, right. same go same goes for inside the 10 yard line. So it's not like they just bench him as soon as they get into the red zone. Right. Um so that's kind of a I don't know what you want to call it a false narrative,
0: but that's what it is. Uh like you like you just mentioned about the uh about the defense for uh for Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a second there to figure out what I wanted to say. Yeah, Cleveland. That team. Okay, well, let's move on.
1: I do want to mention that even uh, Amir Abdullah has more percentage of the rushes inside the five than Ty Montgomery does. So just FYI, I don't know if that's surprising or not, but I just wanted to mention that. Okay, all right. Uh, a next bit up, but, in this, I found this interesting. I don't know if you would. Devontae Adams is averaging more than Jordy more targets than Jordy Nelson is this year, just by about a target a game.
0: Okay. That's that is surprising. But man, I told you guys, buy Devontae Adams. Yes. I like Devontae Adams a lot. He Can't led not get him
1: cheap anymore though. He led the NFL with eleven targets. No, that's not right. Last
0: week. No?
1: Uh he led the team with eleven targets last week. And he Thanks. was one of only ten with ten plus targets last week. So he's he's up there in the uh with all the rest of the High targeted, high volume wide receivers. He's I don't think he's playing the second fiddle. I don't think he's the true number two in Green Bay.
0: Um, I think in terms of just overall production, he might be the two by the end of the year. But yeah, in terms of volume, he's he's right up there. Um he has a total of what uh thirty nine targets on the year. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. So, here's his target numbers. Um, 7, 10, 6, 5, 11. Those are pretty good. Yeah. You look at that, he's averaging about 8 targets a game. Yeah. Not bad. So, that's that's nice. And I like Jordy that. Nelson hasn't gotten over 10 targets
1: yet for the season per week. All right. Okay. Next up, uh, I do want to talk really quick about Lamar Miller. Like I said, I'm starting him this week against Cleveland. But he had 15 carries to Foreman's 4. Earlier in the season, people were kind of getting freaked out over Foreman taking over the role, saying that Miller sucked and that Foreman was going to take it, and there was some coach speak saying that Foreman uh, was awesome, blah, blah, blah. That's not the case. It's Miller's It's Miller's role right now, and Foreman doesn't even pose a threat.
0: Um, I agree. Mm-hmm.
1: Thanks for agreeing.
0: I agree. Mm-hmm. The longer this season goes on, the more I think it's going to be Lamar Miller's role, I don't think he's a super effective running back, um, but I do think he's a super safe running back. Yeah. Foreman, definitely a handcuff to own. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Because I do think he's good, but it's Miller's
1: team. All right. Uh, One thing to mention, Frank Gore, he had 14 carries compared to Marlon Mack's nine. Marlon Mack kind of broke out last week and was definitely a top waiver wire pick uh, for the week gore still outcarried him is this going to continue or is mac going to slowly
0: take over what are your what's your prediction here i don't think mac's going to take over but i think um and they even said this out of indy he's earned more work and so we might see just a, a lessened workload for frank Gore. um you know god bless his soul he's he's ancient and uh lord knows that he uh he could use a lessened workload yes is that too mean no i get it okay He's out there on a fucking, you know, with a little stroller with the tennis balls at the bottom. <laughs> and
1: uh, for the Rams, the Rams wide receivers, Cup, Woods, and Higby all shared uh, the high target for the week with eight apiece. I kind of feel like Jared Goff is going to be one of these quarterbacks that's going to spread the ball around a lot and be really efficient. I think it's going to continue. I
0: I think I like Cooper Cup out of all those. More than... uh, Than Woods or Higby. Yeah. Uh, I agree. That might be... uh, I'm looking for, like, names for fantasy football biases here, but uh, is that, like, the rookie love bias? We tend to like the new, fresh, shiny thing?
1: Maybe. Maybe.
0: But Um, Hupp is just... He's good, man. I really like
1: him, and I think he has a chance to really shine. Maybe not this year. I mean, Jared Goff is still kind of learning the game as well, so... I think I mean, years to come. Dynasty pretty value. much
0: the the target numbers for Woods and Cup are almost identical through through the first uh, first four games. Woods has 30 tar- five games. Woods has thirty targets. Cup has twenty nine. So yeah, are we just are we just thinking that that Cup is going to be more productive with those targets moving on? Um, well,
1: he hasn't been going crazy, but I think moving forward I just I believe in cup a little bit more to break out from the pack
0: all right we're cupping it <laughs> uh I agree with you by the way okay. I'm just you know giving you some shit about sure. it that's all no I agree with you I get it uh Jarek McKinnon
1: to Latavius Murray man Latavius Murray looked really good at the beginning of the game I was watching and saying man like Murray just he looks I don't know if he is he looks a little thinner but um and he okay. looks a little faster than he did in Oakland. I don't know if it was the jerseys or what, but Jerry McKinnon still outcarried Murray sixteen to twelve.
0: Okay, that's gonna,
1: <laughs> that's going to flip. Yeah,
0: just wait for it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think McKinnon has a lot of value in PPR. He's definitely a playmaker.
0: He's athletic. Xavius is not healthy yet. That's the issue. I'm sorry. I don't think I don't think McKinnon is special at all. I kind of do. At I all. Think,
1: I think he's a really good athlete. I mean, his the number is it.
0: You're blinded by the uniform. You think he's Peterson? <laughs> Maybe he is not. Maybe the only special running back in that team uh, is on IR. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, he, he's not. He's not Cook special, but well, it only took me two lines to get you to change your change
1: look, your opinion. No, no, no. I'm just look. He's not Cup. I know that, but I think he is. I think he's very athletic, and he can definitely help this offense. And in a PPR format, I think he'll continue to get to get passes thrown his way. But Murray, the the way he looked in the beginning of the game, at least, if he continues to look like that, he'll he'll still more and more carries from McKinnon. Okay, all right. And McKinnon really wasn't anything special before that long touchdown run. I mean, he was he's you know obviously he did well, but he was it wasn't Eye popping before that touchdown run. Okay. All right. Let's go right into the crazy uh, backfield of the New England Patriots. Mike Gillisley led the team with 12 rushes for 51 yards. Man, he's still averaging over four yards a carry, which is right like the baseline of good efficiency and bad. And they had 4.3 yards per carry. It is worth mentioning that. uh, James White outsnapped him and had
0: nine targets. Um, yeah, and that might have been kind of a uh, uh, Mike Gillis, He's a tricky guy. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how, what to believe in him because Tampa Bay's run defense has been decent. Um, and I'm not sure if this is just a game flow thing. Um, it's just a Patriots thing. It's it's difficult to know when to trust their running backs. Yeah. We saw Gillis start the season so hot, but really, I mean, that first game was just, you know, three touch it's it's beautiful. It's three touchdowns. You're psyched about that. But it was fifteen carries for 45 yards, three yards a carry. Um, it's not like you got a ton of work. But then he followed up the next week, sixty-nine yards and another touchdown. Great. Um, last three weeks, exactly the same workload. Twelve carries, twelve carries, twelve carries. No catches on the year whatsoever. Right. He does not catch the ball. So, well, the look, 24 snaps, you knew he's going to be running the ball. And the week before, 18 snaps, his snap percentage is very low. Yeah. Um, well, so are we just basing our love for him off of the first couple weeks where he scored those touchdowns? Well, he's he's put
1: on the field for a reason. They don't put him on the field if they're not going to run him, you know? So I'm not too worried about the snap counts. That's just what the Patriots do. If they're going to put them on the field, they're going to rush. You know, they're going to they're going to rush the ball. And if they're not, they're going to put in somebody else who's going to catch the ball. <laughs> so is it predictable? Probably. And hey, I mean, Bill Belichick's a better coach than I am, so whatever. But yeah, I mean, when he's on the field, he carries the ball. It's not like you know other teams where you know they they're using the same running back to run and to block and you know run out of the backfield sometimes they don't do that they know mike is not going to catch the ball so they don't put him out on passing downs
0: <laughs> hogan did lead okay. the team with 11 targets yeah um so what are you doing with the with with gillesley moving forward in a standard league cuz ppr i think he's like borderline never playable in ppr right right uh i'm playing mike gillesley when
1: I think, the problem is with the Patriots too, they always have the opportunity to score, right? I mean, their offense is so potent that any given time, any it, does, it doesn't really matter about the defense that he's playing because his points aren't going to come from the 80 to 100-yard games. His points are going to come from how many times are they going to get inside the 10 or 5-yard line. And with the Patriots, that happens often. So, it does. So it's are you going to gamble and hope that they are going to get into the you know inside the 10 or 5 often and if you think that and start gilsley cuz he's going to get a couple touchdowns you're not going to yeah, you're not I, going to get saved by him by his yardage
0: he's, i think because of uh you know the the emergence i guess of hogan there's it's not going to be LeGarrette blunt 2.0 we're not going to see you know an 18 touchdown season because there's going to be that additional you know several of those those rushing touchdowns that might have happened last year are going to be one yard touchdown passes right yeah um and i you know it's it and the patriots offense is just different from what it was last year so it's a guy that i think you can flex every single week um and you know half of the time he'll hit and the other time the other half he won't
1: Chris Hogan has gotten nine targets inside the 20-yard line, and that accounts for almost 30% of the team's targets.
0: Thank you for backing up what I just said. You're welcome. It, hey, I appreciate this it. This it just numbers, man. No, yeah, it works. It helps. Yeah, I, I just wanted to. I mean, I'm not lying.
1: I know you're not lying. I think the numbers just make it sound like you know what you're talking about. I'm helping oh, well, you out. Damn. Jesus. <laughs> All right. All right. There's a good, just a couple guys I want to talk about before we finish this up. Uh,
0: Hyde and Brita. Carlos. And, uh, yep, Brita. Not Matt. Brito. Brita.
1: Yeah, Brita. Brito did not out-touch Hyde. Brita.
0: out touch myself.
1: <laughs> uh, basically, they're just saying weird. they're going to use a hot-hand approach. Not good for Hyde owners. Only good for the kitchen. Yes, the hot hand approach is good for the kitchen.
0: You ever use the hot hand approach in the kitchen? That crowd's kind of mean. That's, that's what our live crowd. show audience sounds like. <laughs> that's what all of our audience sounds like. Uh, what are you doing with high of this season? Um, starting him? Like, what else are you gonna do with him?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, he's a middle of the road RB two. Yeah. I mean, he is uh he is Demarco Murray. He is Mark Ingram. Um, I know this was one really rough week, but he's been pretty decent. Like. I don't know he's probably a guy that as long as he's healthy you put in there with most you put in there with pretty good confidence yeah he's averaging four and a half yards a carry um he's averaging ten fantasy points per game and that's a ten almost eleven fantasy points per game let me clarify that um so uh, obviously you have the the one big week against l a on Thursday night that skewed it. In the positive direction, uh, 84 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, also three catches on that game for 10 yards.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but then you have the one game that skews it in the negative direction with his 1.8 fantasy points last week. Um. So I I think it's a fair you know assumption that he's pretty close to 10 points a game, and I'll take that from my RB two anytime. So sure. Um. I like him. Okay. I, you're gonna start him every week. All right.
1: How much uh, do you think there's another running back out there with the last name Jekyll? What what a marketing uh, strategy that would be just to sign him just to have Jekyll and Hyde in your backfield. I'll give it to myself.
0: What? Oh, you don't have enough confidence in your jokes, man. <laughs> but then again, I like all the jokes. Jekyll, running, running back Jekyll. Back. Is there ever has there ever been a Jekyll?
1: Jack Jekyll why is mm. wait hold on I typed in jek and up on the suggestions is Jekyll running back
0: it's probably because I literally just searched for it
1: wait but why is it on here though why is it on my computer
0: um because I am searching using the Eastley fantasy Google account ah uh, okay all right that makes sense are you also using the Eastley yes, fantasy Google account okay so. that was a little scary Whoa, dude, is your mind blown? <laughs> you ever read Jekyll and Hyde?
1: No. I read from,
0: I was born till I was in 12th grade, I probably read one book. What a ripoff of The Hulk. Obviously, I'm yeah. saying that tongue-in-cheek, it's backwards. right. right but uh because people will be like no man the hulk is a rip okay yeah just, I, I'm just okay.
1: fine uh one guy i, I do not see any running backs named jekyll i know one guy you wanted to talk about was jarvis landry yeah i'm I, look i gave up on Devonte parker
0: me too i've totally just i given up and that's why i want to talk about jarvis landry okay how's jarvis landry doing Here's Jarvis Landry's target numbers for the first four weeks. 15, 11, 7, and 10. He's had double-digit targets three out of his four games. Now, again, he's not doing great with those targets. But let's keep in mind, the matchups weren't great. The travel was absurd. The most the teams ever traveled in four weeks. Um, and so, you know a two and two team after that. I, I think they're set for a better outlook on offense in general. That's not saying much because they've been pissed poor, but I think it's, it's optimistic for Landry owners. Um, he's a guy that I might buy low right now, honestly, because Parker is banged up again. I'm out on Parker and I think Jarvis Landry is legitimately going to be a top 24 wide receiver for the rest of the season. And nobody is thinking that.
1: No. Uh, just to back up what you're saying, Jarvis Landry, uh, Jay Cutler has given it to Jarvis Landry 40% ha. of the targets uh, inside the red zone. So yeah. I'll just – let me reiterate that. Jarvis Landry has gotten the ball 40 40- Taken
0: it from Jake yeah, Cutler from Jay- 40% of the time. Yeah. So I think 40% is a pretty big target share inside the red yeah. zone. That 6.6 yards per catch will go up. And if that goes up, his target numbers are better than they've ever been. Um, I think he's still going to be an 85-90 catch guy. So in PPR, you're still liking him. Um, But I do think that yards per catch will go up. It has to go up. It's not going to be 6 yards per catch for the rest of the year. Um, So look for Jarvis Landry. I know he's the you know, one guy that I put on this sheet, and Dale put everybody else. So I just had to mention him. Yeah. That's all.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. In 2015. Uh, his 110 catches season? Yeah. And I'm just looking at his average uh, yardage per catch. And it's up it's up over 12 yards a catch for for his good fit 2015 season. 2006, that's 2016. 2016 he did pretty well as well. Um, yep, yeah. uh, ninety-four catches on that season. Yeah, and over over ten yards per catch. So, yep. if you just look at history, it looks like. But he's also never played with Jay Cutler.
0: I miss Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Said, uh, I never thought I'd say that in my life. Uh, let's see. This year, he's at seven yards per catch. A lot. Six point not even, let's not round that up. Yes, sorry, sorry. We got some wrong data.
1: Anyways, all right, we can move on. Okay, uh, don't, that's it. Don't forget, guys, you can um, listen to our live show. We're going to put it on all social media. We're also going to put it on our website uh, sometime Thursday where you can listen to us and what numbers you can call in. We would love to have a show where we just take call-ins the entire time where we don't have to actually come up with like a a plan. <laughs> We're way better off the cuff. Do we look like people with a plan? No, no. Uh, Christian, do you want to talk to the fine folks that are listening about our partner, Draft?
0: Draft. Listen, guys, um, Draft is the best possible way to play DFS because you can do a snake draft every week. You can get a real live draft with your buddies going In about five minutes, you can get that draft done. You can play for $1. You can play for $50. Um, You can set the league to how you want to do it if you want to do start from Thursday today all the way through to Monday. There's so many things you can do with the draft app. And now they've got several promotions going with us. They've got one, which you enter promo code easily fantasy, and you get a free entry to a $3 game with us. Join us. We're going to do probably a couple of those um today and then a ton of them throughout the weekend. So that's promo code Eat Sleep Fantasy. You can follow myself, ESF Brito. Follow Dale ESF Dale. We'll be sending out challenges throughout the weekend. Not only that, but they've got uh a special little thing going on, Dale, the the money back guarantee. Can you tell them about that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Basically they're saying if you don't like it, if you're not satisfied with uh how it works and you know the play and, and all that stuff. They are guaranteeing that you'll like it or your money back up of $200. So it's definitely worth checking out. And uh, worst case scenario, you don't like it, and they just refund you your money.
0: See, this is this is what's going to happen, all right? You're going to use that promo code, easily Fantasy. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a free $3 entry. Yep. Okay? And then- You're going to do that first draft. Yep. You're going to say, holy crap, this is the best thing I've ever done. You're going to deposit money. Mm-hmm. I am then going to take your mm-hmm. money. Yep. And then you're going to be like, damn, And then, money back guarantee. <laughs> and then two weeks later,
1: you're going to use
0: all of your child's uh, college fund to continue to play. No. And then two weeks later, your wife uh, is going to ask you, how come I'm receiving so many notifications for PayPal deposits? Yeah, I got a chance. I don't know why she's getting all my notifications, but I got to somehow turn that off. It's fine, man. Just keep giving me your money. I'm good. Uh, no, because
1: she starts questioning it and then. She wants to go out to fancy dinners and then when I say we don't have the money she says, "Well, Jesus, you just put $50 in draft." And then I'm said, eh, "That's for the podcast. Like I, it's a business." And expense. then
0: and then uh I start posting pictures of fancy dinners because <laughs> yeah. My draft account looks good right now. It mine does not look so hot. Man, I I'm, I'm, I'm so up and down. Super confident. I'm going to lose a ton of money yeah, this week. Yeah. I'm so up and down. But anyways, uh, don't forget. Please challenge us. Yeah, yeah. Promo code Sleep fantasy, follow Dale, ESF Dale. Yeah, because when you follow us, I follow you.
1: And then when we start drafts, basically, I just invite everybody in my list. So it's first come, first serve. You can't always get there on time, but we're going to do a ton. So as soon as you see the notification pop up, make sure you click it because you really don't have a lot of time to join because people start joining. Yeah. All right. Christian, I think that was a great episode. Again, guys, thank you. Um, this looks like a nooner podcast, which is okay. Uh, we like to get them out earlier, but I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, listen to our French Friday show tomorrow. Friday. Uh, for I'm sorry, I'm on the draft app. For Christian Brito, I'm Dale. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow.